Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 The Pale Podcast. Woo! You're so loud with that, Hawk, the, the angels, when you open up your mouth, the angels sing so loud that it blows out the fucking thing, I think. So, like, there's a... We lose the middle of your your your, your glorious ha-gooly howl. I'm very oh, sad. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I didn't think it was that loud. You're that. It's just the energy that you put off is blowing the fucking world apart at that moment. No big. I'd rather you blow the world apart than you know stifle what, the energy what, that is. What can I say? I just like to blow hard. You're. Uh, you had to go there, huh? Had to go there. I wonder about you sometimes. Why are you so sexual? Sex. Always some sexual stuff. You know what I mean. Maybe you're hiding something. Maybe there's something behind the curtain. Maybe An 11-inch penis around. That's what oh, I'm shit. hiding. No, I know, I know. Think I know. about it. I've seen the anaconda. It's white anaconda. That's very expensive on the black market. <laughs> um, we also got the great Scary Barry Jr., you know. Hello. <laughs> Jeff's in the building doing it, killing it, doing it big time. Very nice. Um, we all gathered here today. Buddy's here too in the background, but he wanted to be a part of the show, but we had to shut him down because we know how crazy he gets uh, with things. And this is almost one of those deals you don't want to get too crazy with because, uh, you know, the term too soon would be problem would be like uh, a problematic thing for him. It would be getting thrown at him. It'd probably cancel out poor Buddy Butterfuco. He just got out of rehabilitation, so we don't want to send him back. Can't but send so him back. He can't be sent back. They don't want him back. That's what they said. It was tough. Um, but today we're going to get into a real car- another current event thing. We hope everybody out there is enjoying current events. Um, it's good, I guess, to kind of talk about these things and discuss them and uh, 
try and figure out. I mean, you'll never really kind of figure out a, a reasonable reason, but you f- could find out a reason in an insane mind why this would work. Um, and unfortunately, one of the good things I think about doing stuff like this is unfortunately with so much madness that happens, um, people will soon forget about this, that this ever happened. So the fact that we're doing an episode on it now, it'll linger forever within the archives. But there's so many of these things all the time. Like in two years, nobody's going to be talking about the Buffalo shooting, unfortunately. There'll be a new shooting, um, unfortunately. You know what I mean? It's a very sad thing. Probably less than two years, but I'm being optimistic. I'm a very hopeful person. Uh, All right. Well, I think we're going to open up the show. Uh, Behold the Pill podcast this evening. So for anybody out there that don't know about the Tops Friendly Market shooting, um, May 14th, you know, 2022, very recently, you know what I mean? Mass shooting, Buffalo, New York, supermarket, Kingsley neighborhood on the eastern side of the city. Um, I know that the, the guy, the killer, uh, the shooter traveled afar, right? Over an hour or something like that to get there. You were saying yeah. that? Yeah, roughly, yeah. About 10 people or over 10 people were killed and no, 10 people were killed and three others were injured. 11 of the victims were black. Uh, the shooter live streamed the attack on Twitch, you know what I mean? Which is mainly like a video gaming service. I think they do shows on there now though. Right. I assume it's probably like another YouTube. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, it's kind of Twitch is just so immersive now. Yeah. Alex, you on Twitch? You're you're pretty hip with the kids these days. They're all big <laughs> Alex Hawk fans. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, I know of Twitch. I never uh, looked into it. A friend of mine uh, uh, was into it. Uh, she said that um, you know uh, people play video games. You can watch them play video games, and then they make commentaries on it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I always found found it kind of weird. I mean, I personally would think it'd be boring to watch someone else play a video game yeah. myself. I mean, but a lot of people, you know, it's like the the it's it's like uh, watching a basketball now. You know, people watch basketball games and football games now. Uh, Twitch is kind of like that, but for video games, which I mean. I get. Uh, I mean, people enjoyed, which is cool. Um, uh, of course, uh, I'm sure when they created Twitch, they never thought that someone would try to actually um, do it in real real life. But and when you got crazy, messed up people, anything is possible, especially when people are hungry for notoriety and infamy. Yeah, now it's weird, and, and the and we, we, we all of us have watched the video. You know, it's yeah. up there. You can watch the uncut version online. It's got a very Call of Duty vibe to it. You know what I mean? It's interesting that it's almost it's very it, it, it's almost ironic that on a video game platform you would get like a video game themed murder type scenario when you really look at it. You know what I mean? And it's like. Uh, you know, the video, we'll, still, we'll talk a little bit, bit about the video. You know, it's, it's very short, of course. Uh, I think it's only like three minutes long. There's not too much blood in it, 
for for what's going on for the massacre that went on. I thought it was really not a not that I wanted to see blood. Um, the only blood that I think you really see is when he's in the store. Like somebody, there's somebody that it's very. The whole video is really weird. I mean, I wouldn't go recommend it if you're squeamish or whatever. But if you can handle stuff like that, I'd definitely go search it out. Uh, you know, I'm sure you can find it in Google somewhere. But um, yeah, there's a dude that like comes out of nowhere. I don't know if he was hiding or what. He seemed like he was a manager of the store or something. And he's just uh, and it it the, the the camera was like glitching out. So like it glitches right at that part. So you don't really you can do you can tell that there's blood, but you can't really you don't really it's weird you don't really see it. Um, and then of course, you know, after the the last thing on the video is him running up to a somebody who's there and uh, putting a gun on him, and it was a white guy, and he goes, he apologized to him, said sorry, and then he like took off, and um, I think I guess he shut the camera off or whatever the deal is, but that's I think as far as the video goes, which is crazy. That's uh wild, you know what I mean? Now the kid identified as 18-year-old Peyton S. Gendron. I'm, that's what we'll call him. Was taken into custody and charged with the first-degree murder. Um, something like this is very weird because you would assume this day and age there's either a death by cop or suicide mentality, I think, at the end of these things. Like go like doing this and then like kind of surrendering or, you know, surrendering without dying, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of a weird dude because a weird deal because he's finished. I mean, he, he's trying. He's trying to be. He's trying to be somebody off of this, obviously. But like, it's it's weird when they don't like kill themselves off or whatever because. They got a whole world of shit coming to them. Like they know that the whole world of shit's coming to them, um, and they might even get killed off in prison. Like he's somebody who I assume, you know, the white side of things in prison. If they don't take him under the wing, he's probably Gonzo pretty quick in prison. You know what I mean? Um, that's my assumption. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he'll probably get some sort of protection for a little bit, maybe. I mean, look at, I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, it's a definitely not, you know, I think all these cases should be taken. Uh, I don't know, the thing, like, look at the Boston, like the Boston bomber, for instance. I mean, this is a slightly, I think, more, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't want to be, like, hesitant. I don't want to say, like, it was in, in any way worse. Any, any situation like this is, like, super horrible. But right. nonetheless, like, that that person was was given protections and, and stuff like this, and never really went into general population. Well, the whole because they whole, knew, like they kind of knew, like it wasn't gonna. That whole Boston bombing thing was well for him. was kind of disgusting in the set. Like he got Rolling Stone magazine and stuff like that. It's very well. He was, I think, linked to another organization. It's very possible that he kind of ratted out people in that organization, and that's why he's protected uh, in in shit like that. You know what I mean? That's what I assume. He probably because if I remember correctly, the Boston bomber was supposedly some big rebel um, that was linked back to some organization that was like a terrorist group or something like that. 
Uh, and with that being said, my guess is he probably gave up info on them for protective custody to like not be killed. Cause I feel like he'd probably get killed in prison. It's one of those weird deals where they can hate you for what you did. They can hate you for just uh, people talking about you, like you being popular and current events, because you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you're, you're the animal of the hour and, uh, they don't like that because it's like the attention, you know what I mean? It's like a weird deal and they'll kill you off of that. Jeffrey Dahmer supposedly got killed off over attention. That was why uh, they didn't like all the attention he was getting over his deal. But this kid, yeah, I don't know. And even if they protect the kid, I feel like he's only got, I don't know. There can't be that much protection in it for him. This kid right here. And I don't feel like he's given up anything that they want to really, really bargain with him. You know what I mean? He doesn't really, he's just some, he's just some kid. I think that, uh, played too many video games, definitely a psychotic in the brain. Um, it'd be interesting to see if, uh, later in the trial, if they try and say that he was off medication or something like that and to try and get him out of, out of fucking, I don't know where New York doesn't have the death penalty. I don't know who has the death penalty. I think only maybe Texas, if that, so he ain't getting put to death, but um, they'll probably try and do mental health or something like that with this. But Gendron's reported to have written a manifesto 180 pages deep, describing himself as a white supremacist, ethno nationalist, and national socialist motivated to commit political violence. He voiced support for, uh, for the far right great replacement conspiracy theory in the context of a supposed white genocide. The attack has been described as an act of domestic terrorism and the incident is being investigated as racially motivated, which I, you know, you can't argue that it isn't. Um, and the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, promised uh, policy changes in the state as a result of the attack while considering uh, or rather while condemning the shooter and consoling the victim's families. What do you guys think of that? There is no thinking on a situation like that. It's all bad. Now the great replacement, the Great Replacement, also known as the Replacement Theory, is a white nationalist, far-right conspiracy theory uh, disseminated by French author Renaud Camus. The original theory states that with the complicity or cooperation of replacist uh, elites, the white European population uh, are being, let me see here, are being demographically and culturally replaced with non-white peoples, especially from Muslim-majority countries. Bada-boom, bada-bing. A.K.A. Islamophobia, they say. That's a big discussion, too. Uh, You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's weird vibes. It's weird vibes. You know what I mean? Like we were saying before, his manifesto, I didn't go too deep into it, but I, there's a certain few things that I, that I seen. And he seems like he has that Charlie vibe, Charlie Manson vibe in multiple ways where, um, in, in his manifesto sounded like there was, I, I didn't, don't quote me cause I didn't fully go deep into it, but it was saying something how, 
amongst all this crazy madness and it was um saying things like you know how the rich should be taxed more you know like it was a weird thing where it would kind of give you a reasonable argument as well as like right next to something crazy which is very charlie and then the other charlie thing is you know charlie was trying to create a race war when he did those killings you know or when he had those killings done you know what i mean i don't want to I don't want to accuse Charlie Manson of doing something he didn't do. Um, but they're both alike in that sense, too, with that, 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 those situations. And uh, it kind of makes me wonder, because like, when people do stuff like this, yes, super evil, completely uh, terrible stuff. <clears throat> but like, it makes me wonder, are they really racist people? Or do they just know that, that it stirs up more hatred and evil and negative vibes? Um, within society to add that extra element of evil to it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm very curious of that. You guys have any opinion on that? Well, I mean, the way I see it is whether he's uh, an actual full-blown racist or not, it's obvious that he wants everyone to believe that. And uh, we made a big show of it. Now, the thing is that I think a lot of these these people, and they, especially in today, especially the way he, he did it with the whole Twitch thing, making it look like a video game and all that, I... I think it really kind of uh, boils down to the disconnect that we have to the idea of not only violence, but gun violence and death. In the sense that I mean, nowadays uh, we have so many people using drones to, uh, you know, bomb terrorists and all that. And while... I'm all for, you know, not, you know, having our soldiers die and all that. But the fact is, because of that, there's a disconnect. I mean, it's one thing about shooting someone, you know, on and one. Another one is, is, is you know, do, doing it from a distance like a drone. Now, he did shoot people, but because he, he's doing this whole Twitch thing, He's, he's, he's like throwing himself into a video game. He's looking at this entire thing as a live-action video game, which is, I mean, first of all, extremely psychotic, extremely messed up, and totally fucked up. Right. And, and unfortunately, I think that's a case with a lot of, I think, uh, young people now, is that they... they spend so many I, I know people that spend I'm talking about like 12 hours you know playing a video game where they're going around and they're you know banging the hookers and, and killing people and now I mean I enjoy video games I played you know you know some of the you know more recent ones when and, was the last time you played a video game brother uh, like five years ago 
I remember you playing F Zero on Super Nintendo. That was the last video game <laughs> I played. But anyway, uh, the the, the yeah. whole thing I'm trying to get at, I get you, it, it, yeah. is 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 the fact that you know he's taken whether it, it I I like I said I don't know anything about this guy other than it's obvious that he's well, he wants he's psycho, but he, he more than just that. Okay, he. He wants attention, like a lot of other of these uh, psychotic people that do these mass shootings. And and I, with, I think the whole thing about writing this manifesto, I don't even believe that he believes any crap that he wrote down. He just wanted an excuse to live a real-life video game. Mm-hmm. He's been playing video games probably his entire life. He's like, you know what? Shit, this this isn't give, getting me excited. I want to do the real fucking thing. And then he decided to do this. I mean, uh, what, he drove like a, more than an hour to this place to do this? Yeah. I mean, it's... And I, I think the, the problem with our society right now is the fact that so many people are disconnected from not only uh, other people, but, you know, society itself. I mean... I'm not saying that things were great when I was a kid, but you know, you, you had to interact with people. You had to go out. You had to, you know, either play sports or have kids over and hang out or play in the backyard, play in the woods, okay? Now everything, you know, you have kids that rush home and they just play video games and nothing else. Now, while I enjoy video games, and I think video games themselves are not the root of all evil, I do think that there has to be some kind of well, a, a parenting or something to try to, you know, make sure that your kids aren't spending their entire time behind a computer shooting things. Because I mean that that especially if you do that at a young enough age, that's going to totally warp one's mindset of the world. Where I mean, there's going to be kids that grow up and like, well. I got a problem. How am I going to deal with this problem? I'm going to kill somebody. Okay? Now, I mean, it's... The thing is that... Alex, my friend. What? It all goes down to being a psychopath. Uh, I'm going to have to cut you off because I'm I'm almost 40 years old, dude. I I, I don't know if I got enough time to go the distance with you. But I I don't... I I will say that I know where you're going where, you know, he's a big... You know, the video game, there's so many people that play. It's definitely a psychopathic deal. You might say, you know, video games are to blame because they're violent and crazy. Well, and stuff, well, the, it seems like a scapegoat to me. Like, it is. It just, about- it just seems like a, it seems like just, I don't know. I mean, we can't, the thing is, it's like this person clearly had, um, you know, a hatred burning inside of him. You know, yeah. there was something that like, this wasn't. And and I, I don't want to, like, make the assumption that I'm trying to understand his psychological makeup, but I think that a lot of these people that, you know, because in his manifesto, he talks a little bit, like I just read, that he talks a little bit about replacement theory, which is um, this kind of idea that was, I think, in a more, like, just normal way spoken about how cultures change, you know, cultures merge and things are, you know, kind of 
change over time, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But like white supremacist groups like took it the distance and said essentially that like eventually um, this is going to replace white European heritage, you know, and we're not going to have anything else to, to hold on to. That's what they would say, you know, and like he speaks about that apparently in his manifesto a little bit. I think that these crimes, I think that these people are trying to draw attention to their ideas. You know, they feel as if their ideas will be taken more seriously for whatever reason, if they're supported by violence, you know, if one's, if one's able to make that, I think in their, I think in their lens, like the way they're viewing the world, that's the ultimate sacrifice they can make. That's the ultimate commitment that they can make to their ideology. And like, if they do that, even if you, and like in a way, right? Like, even if you don't want to subscribe to it, because he did this, we're now talking about it, you know? So yeah. it's like, I think that that's partially, you know, I think a tint of an explanation of what maybe is going on here. I, but I don't really think it has anything to do with video games. This kid couldn't, couldn't have, you know, maybe he never, who knows, maybe he didn't play video games at all. It's possible. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to say, like, you know, so many people play video games, especially violent video games and watch extremely violent films. And I don't think that video games are to blame because, I mean, we've had violent movies for decades and decades and decades. Right. Yeah. More violent movies in the past than we even do uh, sometimes Fox, now. Yeah. Well, you know, Fox, I mean, I, like I, you have like you have like movies like you know, come on, like Cannibal yeah. Holocaust, you know, like shit like that coming out. There's movies like that, and there's an audience for that, and not everybody who subscribes to those films is is uh, you know killing people. Yeah. There's a way. There's there's it when we blame things like that, we 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 state. We essentially subscribe to the idea that like there's some blur, there's a blurring between reality and like make believe. Right. And yeah. so, and I don't doubt, I, I don't doubt for a second that he didn't know he was doing something wrong. Like I don't, you know, he knew that he was committing a crime. He knew that he what he was doing. He had probably, and I mean, he had thought about it extensively because he had mapped out the store several times beforehand. He had like checked on Google to see when the busiest hours were, like things like that. So I mean, this was pre, this was very much so premeditated. And I mean, at the at the other end of the spectrum, I don't think the way it went down was intended at all to replicate a video game. I think that it just that's just how that type of footage looks. I mean, if you watch any video yeah. on the internet, like it's just a tip, typical GoPro setup, you know, I don't think there's anything like, Actually, I don't think he's necessarily like going for something like that per se, yeah. but no, I mean, it's a trend. It seems to be like you have the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand was very similar format. It was like uploaded on Facebook and, um, you know, the, I think that they, you know, he probably used something like that as an inspiration. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's either a, a shock and awe type of deal or kind of raising awareness for whatever their cause is, you know. But I mean, you got to think, like, we grew up in a time, like, I, you know, maybe I didn't notice. You probably remember it, honestly, more than myself. But we grew up in a time where, like, pretty much right around 9-11, like, there was a huge anti Muslim sentiment in America. Oh, yeah. I mean, there still is, and it's still lingering. But back then, they were going so far as to like legitimately group every single Middle Easterner together into like one big group and label them as terrorists. There and like, was... and they would even put like they would even put 
ads and newspapers and things on television, like pretty much making the whole religion look like a, you know, like it was an evil, bad thing, you know, and like we, you have this whole group of people. And I think that's like the real, that's the real weapon. You know, it's not necessarily like media in the t- sense of video game. I mean, although I think that that might be also influenced as well, but like the, the government, I feel like had this notion of, Oh, we want to instill this idea, this idea that this is, you know, that what we're doing here is right. And so by doing that, we're going to have like a, it's kind of it's funny. It's like kind of like the Joseph Goebbels of like, um, you know, American wartime, you know, like early 2000s. It's just like, let's, let's essentially make these people that we're fighting look like lesser than us in a way. And if we can do that and we can make them animals, it will make, you know, it, it makes our job easier. Um, I guess, yeah, I don't know, but nonetheless, I mean, I remember there was a ton of anti-Muslim sentiment being pressed, you know, pushed in the media at that time. And I think yeah. that that definitely shaped the way in which we, uh, as a society viewed the West. And I think it took a lot, I mean, I'm sorry that the, the, um, you know, some of the Eastern, uh, cultures, but nonetheless, you know, you see recent years, you know, with all of the different r- protesting and rot, you know, and stuff like this, it's drawn a lot more attention to the, to the African American community in America. And with that attention has come a lot of negativity from media outlets and stuff like yeah. that. And a lot of like, sh- like trying to essentially paint their movements as like terrorist in nature, you know, right. as like evil in nature in some ways. Right. And like, I think that that, that type of, you know, those, those, those agendas that are being pushed by certain media outlets can really be, t- if they're taken very literally, I know I'm not very surprised that there's, there's, you know, kids growing up in America that are, that are starting to, um, yeah, dislike or be displeased with these groups. Because if you're only, if you're closed minded and you're not really looking outside of the, you know, maybe your parents are very, very supportive of these ideologies and yeah. you hear that all the time as a that child. Is big. Yeah. And that's, so that's kind of my, that's my kind of thoughts on it. I mean, I just, I, I think that like, I think that before we, I think as a society, like hit, like hit that tipping point of clarity, you know, I think that there's a lot, there's going to be so much pushback and disagreement. And when you start talking about an issue like race very publicly and start bringing it into the, you know, center stage, there's a lot of, you know, as much positivity as you have and as much support as you have, there's also going to be equal amount of hate and negativity towards that thing yeah. from the other side. So weird. It's always going to be a weird deal because I think everybody across the field, like life's not easy for anybody. I know people have it worse, but I think that with life, not life's just a struggle in general period and the sentence for everybody. So I think people get weirded out when they're when like someone's living like a bad life and they, you know, it is like that, that deal. Then they go, Oh, well, I'm supposed to feel bad for this person. You know what I mean? My life sucks. I'm supposed to feel bad. And they get like a weird, um, what's the word? Um, ah, the word escapes me. Uh, but they get like bitter towards that person. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of that going on. Well, it's, you know, it's like a scapegoat thing. I mean, it's just, it's easy. A lot of people, I hate to say it, but I mean, it's a, it's a weakness of oneself. Like the inability to, 
you know, that it, it's, it's, I mean, we all know it's easier sometimes to blame other people for our problems, you know, like if you don't, there's, there's a lot of things in your life that aren't necessarily going well because you've just, you haven't done something to, um, to better yourself, you know, and then I think it's easier for, for those people to then turn around and say, Oh, it's because of this person. It's this, this other, this other person in my life or persons that I'm, you know, in the situation that I'm in. I mean, that was what we, that's what we saw like in the 19, in the 1940s, you know, and, 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 and Germany in 1930s in Germany, a lot of that, um, that idea that, that Jewish people were like taking something from true, like your, you know, Germans. Yeah. And like that they want, you know, it was much more complex issue, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm a, we're going to jump into the shooting, the actual shooting real quick. We all watched it, but we're going to get a little rundown of it. And uh, 2.30, around 2.30 p.m., the shooter arrived at the top supermarket on Jefferson Avenue in a prominently black neighborhood in Buffalo, New York. He was wearing body armor and military military grade helmet, carrying a modified Bushmaster XM15 rifle and a head mounted camera. Uh, he's a short dude then. That was a low camera through which he live streamed the attack on Twitch. In his car, he had a Savage Arms Axis XP hunting rifle and a Mossberg 500 shotgun. So he was probably attempting to do more damage. I wonder what actually stopped him because in the video, it the video stops before he stops. You know what I mean? Supposedly, if this, if he checked Google to see when the busiest time was, it was that there wasn't the store wasn't that busy. You know, to tell you the truth, I watched it. There was, there was, unfortunately, there was people there and they lost their lives, but the store wasn't bumping. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Um, I would never go and say something like a holiday would be a busier thing. So I wouldn't want to put that out there, but I mean, a holiday probably would be a busier deal. But as he approached the scene, he was recorded on his live stream saying, uh, just got to go for it. So he's psyching himself up. Um, yeah, like I always, I'm curious and interested, uh, in that moment before the storm, you know, like the Columbine deal and all this type of madness. It's like, what's going through these people's heads right before they step out of the car? Are they second guessing themselves? What, you know, what, what's, what's actually go? Are they hell sent on just murder, death, kill? Uh, is that mode already went into gear? You know, I don't know. It's a very interesting. Everybody's different, I'm sure. But yeah, I guess it sounds like he was having to psych himself up a little bit. There might have been a little question in him. Uh, at 2.31 PM. So I wonder if, you know, 2.31, I wonder if this was a, uh, you know, his like if this was we well, said he diagrammed it out and it was fully planned so i guess yeah uh at 2 31 p.m buffalo police received the call reporting shots fired at the store the first responding officers and firefighters arrived a minute later and reported bodies lying outside the building at 2 34 p.m a dispatcher started informing responding officers of an active shooter situation at the store so they got there pretty quick you know what I mean? We always hear stories about the police taking forever to get anywhere and all that, but they actually surprisingly got there pretty quick. Maybe they were close by. Um, 
I wonder what I really wonder what the rest of uh, if he was planning on actually like shooting it out with the police or whatever. But um, you know, the shooter shot four people outside uh, in the parking lot, killing three. You then entered the store, shooting eight more people and killing six. According to a law enforcement source, the shooter yelled racial slurs during the incident. Many employees and customers used the store's break room to hide from the shooter and barricaded the door with the heavy desk. Other customers were hidden by employees in the milk cooler and said the shooter shot through the coolers, but the milk car and stopped the bullets. That's a very interesting thing. That's like a blessing almost. That's like angels, it sounds like. Um, at some point, an armed security guard, former Buffalo Police Department officer Aaron Salter Jr. shot at him. Due to the shooter's body armor, uh, Salter's bullet did not stop him. The shooter returned fire at Salter, who died at the scene. At another point, uh, the shooter aimed his gun at a white person cowering behind a checkout counter, but apologized and did not shoot. You know, when he, you know, I want, you know, if you shoot him, Imagine how sinister you'd be for the dude to shoot you. You pretend to be go down and pretend to be dead. And then when he approaches and he goes to check you and finds out you're wearing the bulletproof vest like that. Uh, was that the good, the bad, and the ugly with Clint Eastwood? And then he's, he goes, oh, fuck. And then he gets got. Sucks. You know what I mean? But by 2.36, the shooter had gone to the front of the building where patrol officers were able to talk him into dropping his gun after he reportedly aimed it at his neck. After his arrest, the suspect made disturbing statements regarding his motive and state of mind. Uh, Very crazy. So the... uh, so he was, I guess he was going to shoot himself and they talked him down. I wonder what that conversation entailed. Uh, you must have the best of the best of negotiators. What's that? Uh, Denzel Washington, who's in the negotiator, Alex? Do you remember? Uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, wait, hold on. Negotiator. Yes. No, uh, I think it's uh, Kevin Spacey and Samuel Jackson. All I right. Think. Well, there, yeah. that, that, that's what them, that's what that movie's about, I think. I'm talking this dude down. Um, yeah, I'm very, you know, very, I want, I'm very, I'd love to know what was said. Be a, be a fly on the wall, if you will, it's something like that, because honestly, all that kid, I, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't think he was going to kill himself. I believe it was all just an act. I agree, because, uh, I don't care how, even if you're cuckoo, for Cocoa Puffs, crazy, you know you ain't, you know you're not walking away from something like that. You know that you're either going to be dead by the end of it, um, brutally killed in prison, or uh, the cops are going to kill you after the fact. It's very, you know, usually, you know, he killed, uh, was it a retired cop, was it, or is it an off-duty cop that was inside that tried to shoot retired. him? Yeah, like, uh, if I, I almost feel if the cops knew that that cop was dead, I think they might have handled that situation a little differently because I do think in situations like that where uh, like an officer is killed, I think other officers just go, all right, they go into kill mode because it's like them. They go, well, this could have easily have been me. So, um, you know, trying to do the good and getting blasted type deal. So if they knew about that, dude, they probably would have, he might not have made it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I agree with the hawk because if you've got the gun to yourself, you know it's over, so you know if 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 you even are leaning towards 
being okay with that decision of taking the taking the long way home than uh, you would have taken it. I feel. Yeah, I I think probably in the long run that because of what he did and all that, he's thinking that he'll go to uh, if he goes to prison, he he's probably believing he's going to be protected by whatever white supremacist group that happens to have a uh, a hold of whatever prison that he ends up going to. And, you know, and he believes that he has proven himself to his comrades by, you know, doing what he did. So, I, I, I mean, the thing is that you can't, uh, you can't know for certain what goes through a mind of a deranged uh, a psychopath like that. But like I said before, is that no matter what someone does or how heinous it does, in their mind, you know, it's rational. I mean, no one does something like this and think, oh, I'm crazy. I did this because I'm crazy. No, they, they have this weird belief that what they did was right for some reason, no matter how fucked up it is. And and it's 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 saddening and and, 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 and and so so bad. I I can't even have words to put it in. I don't think all the victims were in the video because I think maybe only six or so people uh they show in the video like he pulls up, he gets out uh, as soon as he gets out, he starts firing. There's a lady walking like beside her car, the first one, and she looks like she gets hit before she even knows what's going on. Like two or three times, one was a headshot. If you watch the video, there's somebody behind, her, like almost directly behind her in, in line of fire that's loading something into the trunk of her car that looks like they get shot when she gets shot, which is crazy. He then turns over to the left a little bit by the entrance and he blasts. I think there was a customer. There was an older lady customer. And I think there was a gentleman that was like uh, collecting carriages, I think. And like they kind of got blasted both at the same time too, which was weird. That was like two doubles. And then he he's outside the building and he shoots through the glass. And you think it was just almost like, uh, like, um, to cause confusion or scare people. But like, you notice when he gets in there that there, there must've been two people standing at that glass, because when you go into the build, into the grocery store and you kind of come into like the main, you know, where the registers are, you see two people that are, are, that are wounded. Um, one of them's crawling and he like, he gets them um, in their back. It was very like awkwardly cinematic with, and without blood, it was weird. And um, then he goes and he reloads. He, like, tucks into, like, a soda area or a chip area, and he reloads. And there's a one of the victims is laying on the, her back looking up at the ceiling, and she's, like, coughing. And he blasts her, and it's, like, super close, but there's still no blood. It's weird. And I don't know if it's a chest shot or a head shot. I don't know what it is, but, like, it was the end. That was the end, unfortunately. He then exits the, that area. <laughs> And he's got the, the camera starts glitching at that point. And that's when that dude comes out of either like, like it was almost like the customer service area or I don't know where it was almost like he was hiding, which is probably what it was. I think he was hiding behind like a pillar near that stuff, but not kind of enclosed. And when the shooter was coming up the aisle, 
he knew he was like, fuck, like when he gets to me, he's going to all, I'm going to be right there. So I think that he started to take off running. That's what happened. And the dude got him. And that's the only time you really see blood is even though it's glitchy, like you can tell this dude took a devastating hit. Uh, and it was just like boat, like finished. And then he goes maybe 10 feet down in there. He, he turns to the floor because there's somebody on the floor and he tur- and they go, ah, they scream and he goes, sorry. And then he turns and he starts going back the way he came. And then it cuts, the camera cuts off. So I don't think those are all the victims. But would, would you guys, I know everybody here watched it. What was your take on, it was super brutal. The carnage was crazy. And what'd you guys think of the, him letting that person go at the end? Or like whatever point it was. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think that him letting the person go at the end because the person uh, was white and all that, and also if I remember correctly, that's when the video um, cut out. Yeah. Okay. And I think that was purposeful because he wanted to show the, the mayhem and, 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 and all the havoc that he caused. But he also wanted to show, see, I didn't shoot any white people. So those that I'm trying to impress, those I'm trying to be with, that this, I, I'm only shooting people that you don't like. So, you know, I'm I'm one of you guys, so when I go in prison, you know, you got my back, right? So I'm not going to be, you know, like beaten or killed by by you know anyone else because I, I, the 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 good old boys and all that they're going to have my back because I I showed that I wouldn't kill a white guy, and I mean that's what I think that that's why it probably ended. I think that was more of like a. Um, kind of uh, proof of concept, I guess. I think you bring up a really good point there, actually. That Yeah, I think you're right. You know, it, it, whether he was trying to go do it for those reasons or if it was just pushing that agenda thing, you know what I mean? It almost feels like... It feels staged. Like mission complete. It's almost like he's like, okay, he did all that carnage. I got... I, and then at the end, I showed that it was, it was definitely a race thing. Mission complete, turn off the camera type deal. Yeah, which goes. I feel kind of goes in what I was saying a little earlier about is it just evil people trying to make it the most negative, evil, upsetting thing that they can possibly make it, or is he legitimately like a dude that believes all this stuff that you know he's spewing, you know, or is he being just an insane person that goes fuck? I'm really he's trying to be a villain, obviously, you know what I mean, and he's like. How can I be the biggest villain? How can I get more people to hate me? He also knows that in a sick world that there's people that are going to go, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like he knows that there's going to be people that double hate him. You know, people the people that wouldn't have said fuck yeah if he didn't let that white person, if it wasn't a race thing. You know, there's racist people yeah. out there. They're going to go, fuck yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Like fucked up people. Um, so he knows doing going that extra element is going to get him support probably praise instead of just all out like you you could be very right with you know the looking for protection thing or something but it's weird it all has to stem from somewhere like you know what i mean i think just a, a, a fucking really fucked up delusional person who 
like Jeff said, filled with hate. It might not be for any any race in particular. It just could be for fucking humanity. He could just be one of those people that life's kicked around forever, and he or he's what fucking eighteen. They can't kick him around that far. But life's been giving him hard times thus far, and he goes, you know what? I fucking hate this place and everybody in it, and I'm gonna kill people and I'm gonna create a big issue and try and make this as evil as it can be. Which I think is what it is. I think there's a lot of that in there, more so than legitimate. Like, I don't think this dude's going to clan up. I don't think he's going to robe up and go to a clan meeting. You know what I mean? I think he's more just, what's the biggest ball of hate and, 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 and negative energy I can create to give the, my offering to society, the world? I think it's more one of those things. Something like Alex. But it, it, he doesn't do it. He's not hateful. But he, he's always—he's he, never positive. He's always trying to, you know, be bad in other ways. Thanks, thanks. More PG ways. More PG ways. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is that we all have hardships. We all have our own personal struggles. Yeah. And and the fact is that it is your own personal struggles, and you know, it's great to have people. And uh, to help you, sometimes you don't, okay? Sometimes there's things that you struggle on your own, and it, it sucks and all that. But you know what? You don't fucking make it someone else's. You, you don't freaking go out and, and take all your anger and hatred, and then you, well, an, you kill and hurt other people. It's an ego thing. It's an ego well, thing. Yeah. It's, it's you thinking you're so important that and that you feel this bad that everybody else. Has yeah, well, I got news for you. You're not that important. Okay. What, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You nah, told me nah. that live on the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, but no, no. I no, mean, I know. It's all right. I get you. Yeah, and and now I don't know what his house life was or anything like that. The impression I get is he was a fucking loser Ouch. that. That uh, that thought, oh, well, you know, my life sucks. I mean, fucking hell, dude, you're 18. Your life can't suck that much. You're 18. Dude, life hasn't even started to really screw you over yet. Well, teen, you know, he's in teen. I'm not justifying anything. He's in teen years. Teen years are crazy. I'd be. Dude, I I know. I bet he comes from. I bet he comes from a very comfortable place, too. Uh, you know, I don't know him personally, but I bet he, you know, it goes back to that whole thing. It's like everybody feels their life is hard, you know, and it is, you know what I mean? So even, you know, there's people with a billion dollars that woke up this morning and go, damn, if only I had that or fuck, I wish, you know what I mean? It's everybody kind of feels like they get yeah. the short end, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's always the poor me, why, why did, you know, she not take me to the prom, why uh, did I not get that raise and all that? Yeah, we all have those kind of things, but the the, the mentality that you you just walk your mind around that since something didn't go right in your life, that you have the right or, or the audacity to think that you have the right or, or to, to take someone else's life or show that you know, do something like this. I mean, I, I mean, people like to just say, "Oh, he's sick in the head. He's psychotic." Off. But I always find that people try to use that as an excuse. Says, "Oh, 
he's sick. That's why he did that. There's a lot of people who aren't sick who do the same type of things. Okay? The fact is, it's, it's, I think, less about any mental issue and it's more about not being taught the sanctity of life. Okay? Whether his parents didn't teach him that or whether, you know, he was never taught that in school or, you know, his parents never wanted to deal with him, so they put him in front of TV and says, don't bother me, kid. Just, you know, play these video games or watch TV. And, and, and he's like, I'm trying to find some place or my place in this world. So I decided to, you know, gravitate to the lowest form of denominator of human filth. I don't. Yeah, I, I, everybody's different. So I can't, I can't, for all I know, this dude was put in a closet and beaten every day. You know what I mean? So I don't know his personal life. He could well, also I, come I, from I, I a mean, world, world yeah. where fucking he eats, he's fed with a golden fucking spoon, scrambled eggs every morning. You know what I mean? I don't know what this dude's Well, I mean, what, whether he gets the golden spoon or bean each day, I, and, and, and if, if he's beaten each day, that is horrendous, and you should take care of that. But, you know, hurting people that have nothing to do with what happens to you, okay, I always think is it, it, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Well, if someone, it, Matt, if someone beats yeah. you, you yeah. beat them back, okay? If someone hurts you, you hurt them back. Sometimes you don't go down the street and, and, and beat or kill someone that you never met because, you know, someone else beat you. That makes no sense. I, well, I'll say this. Uh, it does, it, 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 I can see it making sense, but um, I don't see it being right type deal. But I can see a person. I can see why a person would do that if they were in a situation like that. And I don't support hurting people because you're hurting, but I can, it does make sense why people do it for sure. I'd well, say. I understand why people convince themselves to do it because whoever hurt them, they think are too powerful for them to hurt them back. So they find someone weaker so that the whole system keeps on happening. But I mean, here, here, here's the reality, dude, that if someone hurts you, okay. Yeah. All right. Now I think that in the end you take uh, you deal with that person. Uh, personally, I try to be a little more constructive than trying to uh, do violence with violence. Okay, you have to use your brains in this kind of situation. But if you are going to do that, why focus your violence toward uh, that someone caused you pain and you want to cut? Why do you do it onto someone else that has no? Dog in the fight. Well, they I mean, do it because they can't do it to the person doing it to them, so they take it out well, on whoever they can. Well, they, see, and and, and 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 the fact is, then the question I have for them, okay, so if someone is hurting you, okay, is that right or wrong, man? That is wrong. wrong okay, yeah. okay, but you was if if you hurt someone else, you are saying it's right. Okay, if 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 I decide to beat you up, Matt. Okay, I know that would be a, a very uh, interesting thing because Matt's good, like five feet taller than me. But okay, yeah. if I beat you up, 
okay? okay. And you're hurting because I beat you up, I'm okay? And, and now you're angry, and you decided to go beat up Jeff Berry Jr., okay? Never. Uh, okay. Okay, you are proving that what I did to you was right. Because you were doing exactly what I did to someone else, okay? Right. So if... If someone abuses or hurts you, whatever way, whether it's emotionally, physically, whatever, if someone does that to you, it's bad, it's terrible. But if you decide to do that to someone else, you yourself is condoning what they did to you because you are perpetuating that scenario, okay? If you truly think it's bad, you confront, you deal with the person who's done it to you, okay? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if this is the case with this guy or anyone else, but I always am pissed off when I find people who say that they've been abused, they've been hurt and all that, and they decide, oh, I'm going to, it hurt me, so I'm going to do that to someone else, okay? Yeah. So in, uh, the way I see it is if you are being hurt and you decide to do the exact same thing to someone else because that happened to you, you are, you are pretty much saying that what happened to you was okay and you deserved it because you're doing it to someone else. You're hurting me right now, Hawk. I'm sorry, dude, but I mean, that, that's... It's, um, no, I'm with you. No, I agree. I, like, I, like I said, I don't condone it and I don't think it's a good thing. I think it's bad news, but I can definitely understand like the science of it, like the psychology of what's going on. It happens yeah. all the time, Doogie. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, I mean that's, I mean that's why it blows my mind when I read up on these serial killers that uh, people have, you know, they've been abused by their parents or uh, people that are supposed to care for them, and then you know they decide to go on a rampage and, and kill all these people, but they never confront and go after those that have done it to them, and it's kind of like. They're victims. Okay. It, it, it's it's like, dude. Okay, I so you were pretty much saying that what happened to you was okay, because you are doing exactly what happened to you. I want to I want to see a show, a reality show where you're like a trauma counselor talking <laughs> to people that had to deal with shit. You're like you were just like, fucking, you were just beaten and raped every day. And put in a closet with a fucking dog choker on. No biggie. No biggie, dude. Dude, you gotta dude, look at the I bright not side. Say, the no, pillow. I'm not saying it to, that, that. I know, I'm it's fucking no with biggie. You. We're gonna I, hop I, into I, this episode. We're gonna hop back into the episode we're supposed to be doing, though. We don't wanna hate on folks. This I, just got, like, I just got like really, like, I didn't really know where we were going with that. We got we just we just lost half our fan base that fucking has been traumatized in their life. Hawk just told them pull their bootstraps up and tie them to the fucking No, I'm just saying is that don't keep the the abusive cycle going. That's what I'm saying. See this is yeah, and the psychology of it is even when people see that they're doing it, it's difficult to stop things sometimes. A trauma is deeply rooted in the brain and all that stuff's included in the trauma. You know what I mean? People will do it and hate the fact they do it, but won't be able to stop doing it. 
It's deeply rooted, like this investigation. Now, Erie County Sheriff John Garcia said the shooting was straight-up racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of our community. The head of the local FBI office, Stephen Bologna, told reporters that the agency is investigating the shooting as both a hate crime and an act of racially motivated violent extremism. Police arrested the shooter and transported him to Buffalo Police Headquarters, uh, where insane Shane McCain was in a cell next to him, probably, uh, while police reporting him to be in custody at about 2.36 p.m. The shooter's parents have cooperated with investigators and were interviewed by federal agents. Um, parents are always brought into the mix. You know what I mean? I think we talked about this previously. Uh, we won't go into a deep because he went into it heavy deep uh, last time, I think, on, on how it's the parents' fault the kid done fucked up. Mm-hmm. According to Buffalo Police Commissioner, they uncovered information that if he escaped the supermarket, he had plans to continue his attack. That would make sense by the car, the guns found in his car. The county's district attorney said that he had evidence that uh, Gendron was motivated by racial animosity. Um, I don't know if he, what happened, you know, like again, not all the victims are on camera. Um, the police showed up pretty quick. I get he might have been trying to, I don't know if he was trying to get in and out quick or what the story was, or if he thought he was going to be able to run back to the car and get the weapons, you know, and got caught up. I don't know what the story is. A separate investigation in connection to the shooting began on May 15th into the conduct of a 911 operator after allegations were raised of her allegedly hanging up on a supermarket employee who was hiding during the shooting. An assistant manager reportedly called 911 and whispered to avoid detection by the shooter. The employee was then reportedly shouted at by the dispatcher who wondered why the woman was whispering and then allegedly hung up the phone on the employee. Uh, the office of the Erie County executive announced that the dispatcher was placed on administrative leave pending disciplinary uh, hearing. You know, everybody has dealt with telemarketers and people on the phone that you don't want to deal with. And it, it's another, we talk about this before about like with doctors, like it's, it's super important their job, but like, it's just a job to them. So they eventually, I feel. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta like, remember there's fucking shit people in every, right. <laughs> in every yeah. job. Yeah. On both ends. Oh. I mean, she could get, uh, that person could get a lot of pranks. Um, but she, yeah, I guess that's part of the yeah, job. Of course, of course. I think if it seems like, I don't know, like putting myself in that, situation you know it's like that's kind of if i feel like as a 911 operator your job is you know oh if you sense that there's something not so right about the call like you should probably figure out what's going on before you just hang up the phone you know because yeah i mean this is this is like a this is just crazy this is like this angers me so much more than I mean, I don't know, like this, this kind of drew me back into the conversation because I didn't know. I, I'm sorry, Hawkman, but I had no idea where you were going with that. Like, I'm already a little tired and you were fucking putting me to sleep. Like, He's you were running for president. Hawk's but running none the, no, 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 no. Nonetheless, they're like that, that really kind of drew me in again. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, like that someone would just, it kind of like makes you like, just makes you think like that's the shit 
that matters in the end, you know? Mm. It's like you're sitting there and you're on the phone with somebody and you have, you know, you're putting so much faith into this one call and then that person just hangs up the phone because they think you're, 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 you're screwing with them. Like that's just got to be like the crazy, I can't imagine what that person was thinking. You know, and that happened. Mainly, yeah. And mainly whispering. Whispering was the deal. You figure like any, any, like, if you get a whisper. Whispering would be like a telltale sign. Like, okay, this person's trying to like not be heard. They do. The tell the operator's That's like. weird. This operator just wanted to take fucking lunch. It sounds like, like, uh, you know, like, oh, I got a sandwich in the, I got, I got my fucking hot pocket in the, in the microwave, you know? I think they had like a marijuana hot pocket and they thought that the phone was their like personal cell phone. And they were like, yo, what do you think is 911? Nonetheless, like uh, I, you know, this is something that I hear about these things now and I'm so far, I'm so disconnected with this stuff, you know, like I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not really something that I hear about here in Europe or like even remotely worry about, you know, I never, I I am so much more comfortable walking around at night here than I ever was in the U S and like when I was at school, when I was ever in a, in a public place, I always kind of had that idea in my head that like something could happen because it just would happen every day. It was such a normal occurrence. Unfortunately, you know, you hear, you hear about these things all the time. Um, I think what, like a week before this happened, there was a shooting in a New York subway. Yes. And it's just, it's like a really strange thing. Um, I mean, I didn't really like when you sent that video out, I didn't really think it was like the actual video. Like I, I thought it was like, like a news story. I couldn't even, I didn't even finish the video because it's just, I, I don't even, you know, stuff like that doesn't really appeal to me, but. We keeps it real, buddy. We but don't, don't appeal to me either, but we keeps it real. No, I, but nonetheless, like, it's just such a strange thing now, you know, how, how can someone, I guess, which brings me back to my point earlier when I was disconnecting it from video games. It's like, there's so many you know, why is it like, you gotta like, think about that. Like, why is it that there's so many mass shootings in the U S but there's so few mass shootings in like European countries. And there's so few mass shootings in like, you know, Canada. Yeah. Like, play, like, like seriously, like it's such a, it's a really like, it is like a very unique phenomenon to the U S right now. Like I never hear about that stuff. Like, like we had one, we had a, there was a terrorist incident, last year and in, in Vienna. And, and that was like the first, I think terrorist attack. And since I think, I don't know, I think there was an airport shooting or something in like 19. I don't even, I don't even know how long it was. I don't know it was. Yeah. But nonetheless, like it's a very, I think it's, I think that these like things definitely, I mean, I don't want to, I just wonder like if it, I wonder if it like sheds, if if we should start looking at these, like what is the root cause of like all of this violence and negativity, you know, is it, is it, you think it's like accessibility as well as like, I think, I think, I mean, I think that some of, 
I think that like the I yeah I mean I think that that's something we've 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 talked about for a long time like in the country that like the mental health system is just not really what it should be but I mean I I also think that it's a lot of things you know there's a lot of problems that I think people they're so proud to be American you know that they kind of like with that title comes I think like you put up with a certain amount of shit you put up with a lot of shit I mean it's not a certain amount of shit it's like a lot of shit like the healthcare is fucking horrible like I mean the country's like in shambles but people are just like oh we're like free but like at what at what cost you know and like you're not even that much we're not not even that much more free than like most other western countries I didn't even like to use that word but like most other western countries so it's it's like I think that it kind of You know, you just have, like, there's a lot of anger and, like, frustration and just, I think that a lot of people feel like they can't really, like, move up the the social ladder. And, I mean, you have to be, you have to have, like, a very specific, I mean, the living situation is really tough. Like, the housing market, like, it's really kind of crazy to, like, to, I mean, think about it, like, how, like, buying a house you know it's like something that seems so unattainable to a lot of americans now but it's um i don't know maybe maybe it has something to do with just like the i mean and i'm not saying like that this is in any way shape or form like an excuse to do something like this but i mean i just wonder what makes it a you like I wonder what makes it more common in the U.S. as opposed to, say, some of the other places, some other, you know, developed countries in the world. Yeah. You know, you got because even mental health, it's like mental health but, over there as well. You know, but I think that's a big one. I think I think I think like that's a big one. Definitely. A big like, element the, to it. Yeah. A big element to it is mental health for sure. And I, I think, think like the really notion, I think kind of like the general. Like the general approach towards guns is is a little bit, is a lot more lax. Like I would say a lot more like, like people don't see, I think a lot of like people, at least here, I can't speak for like a lot of the other, you know, European countries, but like at least here, it's like people are just kind of like, Oh yeah. Like we, it's, it's like, there's not really a huge um, political. There's not like a huge, uh, you know, no one feels like more free if they have a gun per se. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, I, I hunt or something. It's like such a, it's like if you have a gun, it's a very normal thing, I guess. But like, there's no one really, like, it's not a, a common thing, I guess, for people to to really like want to even be really interested in. Yeah, it's interesting because you like this I'm is like a different societal view towards like firearms in general. Like, whereas Americans think of them, they associate guns with like freedom. Like yeah. here it's associated with just like, like if people have guns, it's like, Oh, it's like to get food or like blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not really associated with like a human right. Yeah. I wonder what the cultural impact of cinema is for over there. Like you take uh, over in America. Well, think about it. I mean, think of like, I just want to like say this quickly. Like, I mean, a lot of European films are a lot more, like the like if you watch european television there's less censorship usually yeah. as opposed to the us 
because, you know, we grew up, me and Hawkman, you're a little later in the game. We grew up, you know, with Arnold, Stallone, you know what I mean? Steven Seagal, Van Damme, you know, these people that were going around kicking ass, killing folks off um, as heroes, you know, truly heroic things. Everybody kind of, America's always kind of looked at our war heroes as ultimate heroes and, you know, what everybody wants to be and stuff. You know, we also came up with 9-11 time when, when, when all that Afghanistan stuff was going on, it was a lot of pride and heroic nature of a lot of the people going over there and stuff. And yeah, you're going over there to kill and stuff. That's part of the deal, you know? So we're, we're, it might just be our culture. Yeah. I mean, you like, we're one of the last, like say we're like very, we're one of like the last, like super modern Imperial nations. Like I can think of every other, like great imperial like like england you know like it's like they they're not really like you know they're kind of at the point where they're 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 kind of finished with that now or like somewhat more so than we are whereas in the u.s there's this huge like i wouldn't say like expansion in the terms of trying to gain new territory to claim you know at you know it's like we still kind of, I think, have this expansionist wanting to control everything, like wanting to be the front and center of the, like, you know, the kind of the world police kind of you know, that idea. Yeah, and I think with that comes a lot of violence and comes like, and in Nuts and too, like there's a political back to, you know, what you were saying. And I think, I mean, what I was saying earlier, but what you had agreed with was like the, the Islamophobia that was promoted. Like there's a certain political benefit to, like getting a large amount of Americans to agree that there's a problem in the Middle East and it's like, it needs to be dealt with, you know, like there's a huge benefit to like making children like, cause you're shaping kids to think that, okay, Islam is bad. Um, Muslim people are dangerous yeah, and like Muslim people are barbaric, you know, this is like, wow. but this is like a, this is like, something we've been doing for you know since we've existed i mean the greeks thought that the you know the greeks and the romans and you know they had they described other cultures that they didn't understand as barbaric and i mean they also would kill and slaughter and treat those people horribly you know they didn't give them equal treatment in terms of you know like they didn't ever so i think it's like if you can I think we genuinely believe this stuff. Like we're psychologically conditioned. And I don't think it's any different now. I just think that like, we think we're different because we have come so far. But I mean, you look at the way the world is and you realize things haven't really changed that much. I mean, look at Ukraine, you know, what's happening there. It's like, it's it's like things haven't changed that much. We just now have iPhones. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's interesting because you even, we brought up the Middle Eastern thing. It's like, I remember the video underneath that video that I watched. I went scanning through it for other wild shit. Um, was a Middle East, a video, a video out of the Middle East where a dude was getting his hands cut off for stealing. You know what I mean? Which is super fucking extreme that you're not going to catch, you know, we're blessed that we don't have to deal with stuff like that here. You know what I mean? But that's a, that's a country that's not bombarded with, you know, like I was saying earlier with the culture. You know what I mean? Like, so it can't, it almost can't really be culture. Uh, to blame in a way, you know, with the movies and music and such, because they don't get that over there, but they're still pretty rugged. And I know that that a lot of that lifestyle comes from hard living and just like, you know what I mean? Um, 
but like it's weird. I, I really wonder. I wonder why. What what creates you know the, the monster, so to speak? Let's 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 find out a little bit more about our monster and what creates one. Uh, the accused identified in court as Peyton S. Gendron is an 18 year old white man. He was not from Buffalo, but he had traveled uh, for three and a half hours to the supermarket from his hometown in Conklin, about 200 miles away. So over three and a half hours. That's yeah. That's a. Uh, that was a long, I wonder what he listened to or if he just was in silence the whole time. Um, Gendron graduated uh, from Sasquahanna Valley High School. It was previously enrolled at Sunny Broom Community College in Binghamtown or Binghamham. Binghampton, uh, which was anything like the Hamptons that I'm familiar with. He's probably living pretty good, pretty high on the hog. His parents are civil engineers, you know what I mean? Uh, so that sounds like money automatically. He, he previously stated his intention to become one as well, according to the, his neighbors. Classmates interviewed uh, by the New York Times said he was quiet and rarely attended in-person classes. And he exhibited a range of uh, idiosyncratic behavior, including wearing a hazmat suit to class. He was a big Devo fan, her big ground dog fan. Um, so he was a outside the box type of character, we'll say. You know what I mean? I, I, I know a guy who wore a Pee Wee Herman outfit to prom. So luckily he couldn't get his hands on any guns. Um, so what do you guys take? He's just kind of a wild dude. You know what I mean? He kind of, I think, huh? No, I found this website that just like does, it's called everytownresearch.org maps, mass shootings in America. And I just happened to click on one that was Abington. Oh, really? They count it. Yeah. It's, um, it's just like every, when was that? When was the Abington one? It says here four killed. It was um, Boston. So there's one. Yeah, four killed October 7th, 2017. This is the one a shooter shot and killed his wife and their three children before dying of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Oh, that's um, that was a couple of years ago over. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That That's when that dude killed his. Uh, yeah, that was horrifying. I drove by that the morning of. That's like, that was some gruesome, well, not gruesome guy in the ceiling, but that was horrifying. I was like tragic. That was bad news. You know what I mean? I forgot about that for two seconds. That whole area is weird where there was a, there was like a shootout in that same uh, vicinity there. There was like a shoot, like the the cops shot somebody out of a window once. Um, there's a, a, a pond nearby that I think two, if not more people have drowned in. And uh, also right in that area, there's an, there was a dude that killed his shot, his wife in the driveway because she was cheating on him, supposedly, speculation. And then there's this old, crazy plaster guy that lives nearby that area, too, that people always talk about, but I won't go into that type of deal. So police said Gendron had been in Buffalo in early March. They also said that he was there a day before the shooting and had carried out a reconnaissance at the top supermarket. 
recon mission. You know what I mean? Uh, according to police, he had researched previous hate-motivated attacks and shootings. I know I think Jeff was saying earlier that it, he had the names of other shooters, public, you know, mass shooters on his gun, which I never picked up on that, but you said that was right there, right, Jeffy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to a childhood friend, Gendron uh, came to his house the day before the shooting and left him with five boxes of ammunition. He said he needs a space to rearrange his house uh, and he would retrieve the am- ammunition later. Weird. Huh. Um, now, in June of 2021, Gendron had been investigated by police in Broome County for threatening other students at his high school. You hear a lot about this stuff, but it's weird because some you, you can't really go in every case because not every case is going to be this, obviously. But like you do hear a lot of you know pre- previous threats and such. A, t- a teacher had asked him about his plans after the school year, and he responded, "I want to murder and commit suicide." Well, he did half. Uh, he was referred to a hospital for mental health evaluation and counseling, but he was released after being held for a day and a half. Uh, he told police that he was joking. You know, it's an easy way out on that. That's my excuse for everything that we, we say on the show. He would later write online about how it was well executed bluff. He was not charged in connection with the incident. Investigators said that he had not made a specific enough threat uh, to warrant further action. The police state, New York State did not seek an order from the state court to remove guns from his possession. The mental health evaluation was not an involuntary commitment, which would have prohibited him from buying guns under federal law. Very weird. Yeah, my guy, yeah, I think he's just like a kid. He might, Maybe he was a little too spoiled and, uh, you know, you got to be careful how you raise your kids, you know what I mean? Now, when he purchased the rifle allegedly used there in the shooting, the background check was performed as a typical requirement under U.S. federal law. The seller said that he didn't he didn't stand out because if he did, I would have never sold him the gun. He clear, uh, cleared routine background checks while purchasing a shotgun at the gun store in Pennsylvania. According to the store owner, uh, he told them he wanted the gun for target practice. On his rifle, he had reportedly written the word, uh, the N-double-G-E-R word, which I'm not going to say, in reference to reparations, along with the names of fellow white supremacist mass murderers Dylan Roof, um, who was known in Charlestown church shooting, uh, Robert Bowers, you know what I mean, uh, t- uh, Tree of Life shooting, Brenton Tarrant at the Christian, Christ Church in New Zealand. You were talking about that earlier, I think. And then John Ernest, um, Poway Synagogue shooting. The acronym SIGON, uh, S-Y-G-A-O-W-N, uh, was on there, stood for Stop Your Genocide Against Our White Nations. In the year 2083, in a reference to the manifesto of Anders Bering Breivik. Uh, a law enforcement source told the Daily Beast he had also written on his rifle names uh, of one or more victims of the Waukesha Christmas Parade attack. On the weapons in his car, which had uh, not been used during the shooting, he reportedly had written White Lives Matter 
in what appears to be the name of a victim of crime committed by a black suspect. According to CNN, before the shooting, Gendon wrote that he had purchased a rifle and illegally modified it to accept magazines capable of holding up to 30 rounds, which are illegal in New York State, where the limit is only 10 rounds. Crazy madness. Yeah. So he was going all out, dude, putting names up there. I wonder what the year 283 uh, I know it was a reference to the manifesto of Andre Bering uh, Breivik here, who's a Norwegian anti-immigration domestic terrorist. Uh, you know, he killed eight people by detonating a van bomb. But I've got to go a little deeper into him to see what the story is with 2083, which kind of blows my mind because I was born in 1983. So now I'm really worried, guys. I'm, af- I'm afraid. So the manifesto that he dropped off, you know, he's reported to have written a 180-page manifesto released prior to the shooting, uh, primarily... Cons- uh, yeah, the, if I can say something qu- real absolutely. quick. Absolutely. Yeah, if, if you look up 2083 on Google, it's a um, a European Declaration of Independence and a Bering's Manifesto, a European Declaration of Independence. And so essentially, like... I don't know. Maybe what maybe what he's getting at is like by by whatever reason, like the European race of people, I don't know, is like independent and free by that time. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. Or finished? Maybe that's they, they, that's they either by that time they gotta they gotta figure it out, or they'll be gone type deal. I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah. Whenever I see those future dates, I always go. It always piques my interest. I'm concerned that he, you know, shooting primarily concerning the top uh, topic of mass immigration. The manifesto was originally posted on Google Docs on the evening of May 12th, two days before the attack. And according to filed data, it had not been modified since. Federal law enforcement sources told CNN that they were reviewing the document, as well as his 673-page online diary. Um, I prefer to call it a journal. The manifesto includes biographical information, including a birth date, which is identical to that of Gendron. The author describes himself as an ego-fascist, a white supremacist, national socialist, ethno-nationalist and an anti-Semite. Anti-Semite, horrifying. He claims to have had adopted these ideological stances after visiting Pohl on 4chan in the Daily Stormer beginning in May of 2020 and seeing infographics, shitposts, and memes at around the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. So this dude's mind fell apart during the COVID-19. When somebody asked him what he did during the pandemic, he said, lost my mind. The manifesto primarily promotes the white nationalist far-right great replacement conspiracy. Like we were talking about earlier, um, you know, which they're being subject to the, by elites to genocide through immigration and decreasing white birth rates. Further, it is held that Jews and the elite are responsible for responsible for non-white immigration, uh, that black people uh, disappropriately kill white people, and that non-whites would overwhelm and wipe out the white race. 
The author also expressed support for far-right mass shooters, Dylan Roof, Andrus Baring Blevik, and Brenton Tarant. About 28% of the document is plagiarized from other sources, especially Tarant's manifesto. As much as 57% of the text-based ideological sections were plagiarized in this manner. This was measured by excluding the section which consisted of internet meme images, other pictures taken from online, and uh, logistical discussion about the equipment for the attack. Planning for the attack commenced in January of 22, and Buffalo was targeted because it was the city with the most black residents that was closest to the author's home. It is also uh, it also includes extensive details about preparations made for the shooting, along with the plan to travel to the majority black neighborhood in Buffalo after the supermarket attack to conduct further attacks. The attack was intended to terrorize all non-white, non-Christian people and get them to leave the country. I think it would take something a lot bigger than that. You know what I mean? Uh, it takes a nation. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. He's a crazy dude. He's definitely a crazy guy for shizzle. For shizzle. For yeah, sure. I mean, he seems, he like, seems to completely, these the people that wrote this, like, manifesto, the guy who wrote this manifesto, 2083, is like a Swedish, I mean, a Norwegian white supremacist who's in prison right now um uh, yeah because i believe he yeah had some sort there was some sort of attack he detonated a fertilizer bomb outside of a prime minister building uh, prime minister's building in oslo Hmm. resulting in eight deaths and he writes the book he like helped write the book supposedly 20 83. I mean, this is like what aggravates me is like, now I fucking care. I just like carelessly, I don't know who the fuck this person is, this clicked on kid? this link. This Gendron kid is involved with the writing of the book? No, no, he's not involved in writing oh, the book. Okay. But I was like, I looked up just 2083, and the only Google search is this book written by this guy from Oslo. Yeah. Right. Who, or from, yeah, from Norway, I don't know. And uh, he's like a white supremacist guy. But what I was saying is, of course, I fucking click on the link. And like now I'm probably one of like only 10 people. <laughs> that's ever, You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I don't even want to know how many like the weirdos that have clicked on this link. I know you're on a list now. I hope not. No, you'll be all right. Nonetheless, um, yeah, he's like this this guy. I don't even know. It's just his name's Andrew Byring Braviks. Yeah. Complete manifesto. Yeah, it's a difficult one. You guys want to care about what was in his you care about what was in his chat logs. It was just kind of planning for the deal. Uh more of his deals. You know, there are thousands that were in the chat. Uh, you know, police said that they believe the messages were genuine. Uh, chat logs reference a speeding ticket that is consistent with one of the received by the accused. They also include a to-do list of items in preparation for the attack. Chat logs indicated the attack was originally planned for March 15th 
on the anniversary of the Christchurch mosque shooting. They contained uh, indications from the as early as uh, November 21 that he planned to live stream a mass shooting targeting black people. I guess that should have been watched. He claimed authorship, you know, th- I guess depending on the threat, it's weird, you know, just like, you know, when you're in high school, I remember when Columbine happened and like they cracked down, like just the right, like I'll kill you, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you hear it all the time. It's not a big deal, but I remember people getting fucking in serious trouble for saying I'll kill you or any type of like violent deal was like super fuck. Everybody was super on edge after Columbine. Um, the online diary also had sketches of the layout inside the supermarket. Diary mentions visits to the supermarket on March 8th. During these visits, he, he noted that he was uh, trailed by security. Uh, he called it a close call. He noted the amount of black people and white people in the supermarket during his visits. The author considered an attack in various locations, including a Walmart in Rochester, New York, before finally deciding to target the top supermarket in Buffalo instead. Other locations he considered as targets included churches, malls, and an elementary school with mostly black attendees. What a fucking evil dude. He also considered attacking uh, synagogues, but decided against it because March 15th was not on a Saturday, which is the Jewish Sabbath. He wrote that he used data available through Google to determine the busiest times of the supermarket, like I said before. Uh, the author of the online diary described himself as socially isolated. He said, I would like to say I had quite a normal childhood, but that this is not the case. He also said, it's not that I actually dislike other people. It's just that they make me feel so uncomfortable. I've probably spent actual years of my life just being online. And to be honest, I regret it. I don't go to friends' houses often or go to any parties or whatever. Every day after school, I would just go home and play games and watch YouTube, mostly by myself. In another entry, he added, if I could go back, maybe I'd tell myself to get the fuck off 4chan and get an actual life. At one point in the chat log, the author describes killing and mutilating a cat. Yeah, like, I'm I'm almost, this is like the breakdown of a human mind. So it'd be interesting to actually read this dude's uh, diary chat here. Um, yeah, a regular kid, I think just kind of, you know, people can go crazy when they're left by themselves, you know, the world of crazy, I feel like isn't that far behind. It's only a click away. It's only a click away or a tick away in the human mind. You know what I mean? Um, killing and mutilating a cat, you know, that's problematic. They make documentaries for Netflix about stuff like that. Uh, in a post from December 9th, 2021, he descri- he's described saying in an emergen- uh, staying in an emergency room of a hospital for 20 hours on May 28th because- as a result of alluding to his stated intention to commit murder-suicide in an online assignment for his economics class. He described the hospital stay as a very negative experience that encouraged him to take action. In other entries, he posted photos of modifications he made to his rifle so that it could be uh, equipped with 30-round magazines. That's stuff that should be watched out for, for sure. While acknowledging that uh, the shooting began, invitations to the chat room that hosted the online diary logs were sent to a small group of other Discord users. At least 15 other users joined the chat room after the point. 
at that point, uh, who would have been able to view the chat logs. According to a Discord spokesperson, they found no indication that any other users were aware of the diary before that time. He also sent links to the Twitch live stream that would show the attack. Uh, He was arraigned in the Buffalo City Court, which is New York State Court, represented by a public defender. So the parents didn't throw up no money to get him a good lawyer. They figured he's fucking done. Uh, He's cooked. He entered a not guilty plea to multiple charges of first degree murder. A felony hearing was scheduled to begin on May 19th in front of a grand jury. He is currently being held without bail under suicide watch. On the same day, the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, confirmed that the United States Department of Justice was involved in the shooting as a hate crime and an act of racially motivated violent extremism, which definitely gets you a higher, more more heavy of a charge. On May 19th, it was announced that he was indicted on the charge of first-degree murder by the grand jury in a decision that had been handed up uh, the day prior. Gendron briefly appeared in court on May 19th. His next appearance in court was scheduled for June 9th. So, yeah. So they already got him. He's already fucking wrapped up. Uh, they don't, I don't think they will ever, you know. Yeah, I mean, this guy gonna, will rot. This guy's in a fucking rod in prison. You, like. think that, you think someone will kill him or you think he'll rot? I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to kill the guy in prison, but... He'll kill maybe. himself. You think he might move forward with that? Find the courage now that he's... I have a feeling that he's going to... I don't know. I mean, as you get as you get older, you know, your notion of things might change. The shitty thing is, is like, I mean, you're so gullible. You're so gullible at 18, you know? That's what I mean. He's young. And like the stuff, like, like, and I mean, if, there was a lot of things that I subscribed to when I was 18 wholeheartedly that I like look back at now and I'm like, oh, that was stupid. Yeah. Like really stupid. I'm a completely different person. Like if, like, if, like, it's, you can't compare. Like the mental, the mental, the gap, the developmental like gap between 18 and, 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 and 30 years old is just like, you can't even put that into words, right. how much you change. So I have a feeling like what's going to happen is, he's, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like, you know, those people, they go to prison when they're young, they commit these crimes and then they end up like, I don't know, like finding themselves, you know, later in life or whatever. Oh, yeah, he will. I mean, I, I think that he's probably going to get to a point where he's riddled with so much guilt. That yeah, maybe maybe he does make a decision like that. You know, I don't. I don't think he will. I think he's thought about it enough. I don't think what he did would make him kill himself. I think. Um, I don't think it'd be guilt. I think it'd be more so like this is what the rest of my life's gonna be. You know, uh, but realistically, all his like, it's. It, I don't think it might not even bother him because it, it seems like most of his most of his youth was mainly by himself. Watching YouTube videos, which nowadays I'm sure you go on the you can go on a computer and watch YouTube videos all day at Jill. Um, it, the only issue now is you know that that him killing all those black folk ain't gonna sit uh, well with a lot of folks in prison. So I think he's definitely gonna have 
uh, he's going to have a target on his back if they let him into Gen Pop. And unless he has something to spill, like I get like that, the, I think the Boston Bomber had info, bigger info almost to spill. That's why he's still, they gave him protective custody. Somebody like this, I'm, he'll get protective custody until the trial's over, until the official trial's over. But then once, once they convict him of that, they're probably going to put him in Gen Pop. And at that point, you know, like if he goes on the stand and cries and said that he was wrong and that everybody has a fair shake at life and, you know, he gets human and goes, you know, I shouldn't have done it. It really kind of fucks him because the people that were going to protect him in prison now go, oh, OK, well, you're on your own. And then he goes in and the people that would want to get kind of revenge for what he did are going to just fucking eat him, eat him up. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a weird place for him where he can't really backtrack. Right now, he can't say what he did was a mistake. He has to just kind of take it because saying it was a mistake, first of all, isn't going to take no time. He's still gone forever. He's still never coming out of prison. Um, the, but to right now go and say I was wrong, would I think you know he, he is wrong, but I think it would fuck him in the prison world if they let him in the gen pop because at least now there's people that go like I said there's like people that would be real racist folks that are like right on brother that will actually you know protect them so to speak or take them under their wing uh, as opposed to like if he goes out in the trial and says you know what I, I was wrong I shouldn't have done it I don't know if the other side in prison would be forgiving. And be like, all right, you know, he said he was sorry, so that's that. He has to live with it, what he did. So it'd be it'd be very interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. And a lot of a lot of those people got uh, the victims got families. You know, they might know people on the inside. If that's the case, I think it'd be a beautiful picture for them. But yeah, they'll they'll have them and he'll they'll protect them for the trial. And then maybe, maybe uh, I'd say within a year of the trial, he'd probably be out of that protective zone. So like, that's a tough place. And he's really got to, he's going down. He really got to be, I think they're going to push mental health. I think they're really going to push mental health and say he wasn't taking medication and he snapped. He had diabetes. They'll say he had diabetes and his sugar was off. They're going to try whatever they can do to try and get him out of this. Um, I was surprised that he had a public defender when his parents weren't. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's going to get out of it. I don't. Uh, oh, there's I mean, no way out of it. For sure. I don't think that, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that people, I just have a feeling that like these people are getting, I don't want to say necessarily, I mean, if maybe it is, maybe call it special treatment, but like, yeah, I, I mean, the guy who did the Christchurch shooting, like that guy's still alive. In prison, who did he kill? What and he killed he... like he killed fifty-one people. How many people? Like, what, 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 he walked what, what, in. He walked into a mosque. Oh, a mosque! He walked into a mosque in New Zealand. Oh, really? Like two? Oh, yeah. I think that guy. Anyway, like that guy's still. That guy's in prison. I mean, a lot of the, like a lot of the a lot of these people are in prison. The guy who did the. Uh, um, maybe they could be maximum security. I mean, a hundred percent. These people are spending most of their time probably alone in a small cell, reading books, like, working out. Um, Push-ups. there's there's no way that these people are. Yeah, they're not. They're not like. I mean, this Dylan Roof guy as well. 
the guy who went to Charlestown Church, like this guy is still, you know, in prison. This guy's alive. Yeah, it's interesting. The the family who I feel probably has a little bit of money in their account. I don't think they're 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 messing with them. I don't. I think they're letting them just they're. You you know, last time we talked about parents and something like this. I think we were talking about um, there was a, a kid who killed, and you know the parents were they were they were in like uh, investigated the parents for their involvement, and there was the discussion of should a parent be charged because they're they're you know they get gun they leave the guns or get the guns accessible for the kids. And there was that discussion. It's almost like these parents don't want nothing to do with this. So they're going, you know what? We're not even going to help them with a decent lawyer. We're just going to have a public defender can do whatever they're going to do. We washed our hands of them. Um, And he like, yeah, I have no, there's no way he's getting, he's definitely in prison forever. Um, There's no way they're letting him out. No fucking way. And they're, Never, never letting this dude out. I don't care what, even if they can prove that he's insane in the member. They're gonna, they're gonna make. I mean, there's no, there's no. They're gonna make an example. I mean, they make an example out of all of these people. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you do a stupid, you do a bad thing, bad things happen. The worst thing that could even possibly happen though is that they they make a big spectacle about these things, you know. Like they make them such like I know that like I think that they deserve national recognition, you know, but I think to like I and I don't think they do, actually don't think they necessarily like did do this with every single person who They've stopped blah blah, blah you know. But um, I think it, I think it's like when it's like so bad, you know. I mean, it, they're all bad, but like when it's so crazy, like you know, you had that the the, the one that happened in Connecticut with the children. Sandy Hook, yeah. Sandy Hook, yeah, like that was fucking unbelievable. Like that was like that was like the story was was so you're just like, how could anybody do that? You know, and I mean same thing, like and it's weird that we I know we think, you know, we out you know, children of course is so much more innocent and so forth and blah blah, but I mean if anybody loses their life, it's tragic. Right. But like this situation, it's like we should we talk about it, we address it. But like we should fucking literally like throw this kid in jail, and never talk about him again. You know, it's like this. Talk about the victims, you know. Talk about the victims, not talk about this guy. Like that. I got I got a list of the victims. We're gonna mention their names before we end the show. But it's crazy. I'd, I'd be curious to never never getting off. Curious to see where if he survives, how long he lasts. Uh, if they protect him. And he's, you know, he's in confinement where nobody can get to him. I'm sure it lasts long. And um, very weird, very weird deal. Uh, I feel like he, well, if he don't regret it now, he'll be regretting it. Even if they don't kill him, he'll be regretting it pretty soon when he realizes that, you know, it all ended at 18. That's what's yeah, amazing I mean, about it. It's like, dude, fucking 18. Like you have your whole life ahead of you and now it's just sitting in a cell. For what? Yeah, I mean, you were, he was, he was, you know, manipulated by a group of people, you know, group, like, by ideas. He was corrupted by ideas. But, but yeah, it is, it is crazy. It's like, how can you, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like, even if you're, 
like there's a lot of people there's got to be more people out there in the world that are like inclined to do bad things you know and they don't do it strictly because of the consequence of doing oh for sure if if murder was legal if murder was legal there'd be like there'd be like 700 people on this earth and so it's got to just I, I can't even imagine getting in the mind of somebody who like is able to sit there and justify like I'm either gonna fucking die or I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in a box. Like like I couldn't I couldn't sit in my living room for fucking seven, you know, for whatever twenty years like with tea with like Netflix and fucking room service, you know, like I'd lose my mind. Like I I can't fathom sitting down and like saying, Okay, it's like this is a there's P I mean and like you gotta think, like there was a famous quote by I forget I think it was Nietzsche I think like Nietzsche said it or something. Yeah. I don't wanna be I don't wanna be on record saying this because I, I did study philosophy in college. This is just like an absolute like put myself on a stand right now. But um I think it fuck, I forget who said it. Nonetheless, like there's a lot of people in history that have that have like when when really put on the stand, you know, and, and said, support your ideology or die, you know, like think like Galileo, you know, yeah, like they were like, oh no no, like you know, you're right, baby, oh, I want to live, you know, they they just it it just that's like the human instinct, you know, is survival sometimes. I well, this whole, you know, it's, this whole thing, this whole thing is about survival. It's. You know, it's him him worrying about his race's survival. You know what I mean? That that's why he's doing all this stuff. That that's that that's what it all boils down to. Is the yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think that like at like it's 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 just crazy to wrap your head around any any criminal any, like pretty much any criminal act where you can sit there and say I'm gonna I know I'm gonna go to jail for doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's just, it must be like a really fucking weird conversation to have with yourself. Cause you just like, you can't like, you just, cause that's the thing too, is like, you're kind of going into an abyss. Like, you know, it's bad, but you're never going to be fully prepared for how bad it is. Like, there's no way of, to prepare yourself for it. Like you're like, you think you might know, but if you haven't experienced it, you have absolutely no idea. And I mean, I'd imagine like general pop is like, Probably a, 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 like a, a fucking much better than than solitary confinement, you know. Like I don't it's know. just yeah. you get killed maybe depending on who you are. Yeah, but like if you're just a normal, you know, normal Joe, I guess that just made a bad decision. There's, you know, I, I would, I would, I would go as far as to say like there's probably a lot of normal dudes in prison like yeah. that just made a bad mistake. You know, they made a mistake and like. They're relatively decent people, you know. Of course, there's people in there that didn't make the mistake and just got. Yeah, and there's a lot of people. Yeah, sure, sure. And then you have these. Yeah, but nonetheless, it's a unique topic of discussion. And this, this, this particular, I was actually really like. I was really fucking nervous, like nervous to even do this episode because it's such a strange, it's such like a strange thing to talk about publicly. 
Well, it's current events. It's real life. It's happening. You know, it's scary shit. But you know, it's, it's the horrifying nature of the world that we live in, and that's what we we uh, like to talk about. It. It's creative, and you just you know you always. It's you just kept you feel for these people that are involved in situations like this, like globally. You know, I mean, even it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. Like anybody put in a situation where they're they're presented with the potential of death, you know, yeah. like kind of illogically. So like there's, I think there's instances where I'm trying to like formulate this properly, but like if you're crossing the street and you hit by a car, like that's an accident, you know, Yeah. I think there's a diff, there's a, there's de- definitely got to be a different. I can't imagine the feeling knowing somebody's, trying to kill you you know like wants to kill you hunting no you, or like whatever like it's just gonna be like we went to um we went to vienna and like we saw we were just happened to be in the area but we were going to dinner and uh you know we saw where this was relatively maybe a, a couple weeks after the shooting happened there um and you know, we were looking at the bars and, and stuff and there was like bullet holes all in the sides of the buildings and in the glass and nothing was clean. Nothing was repaired yet. And it was just it was really scary. Like there was people just working, you know, they just went to. And I mean, I work in service, too. So it's like, you know, these people just went to work like normal day, like had families to go home to, like had, um, you know, work you can't even mentally prepare for something like that. You know, you're just, you're just, it's a normal day. And then all of a sudden it's just, I can't imagine that being put in a situation like that. As somebody who's worked in a grocery store, uh, the fucking, that's one of the worst fucking jobs of all time. That sucks dealing with the public like that. You're going to, you're going into hell. You're going into hell only to be fucking sent to the afterlife. Uh, horrendous shit. But I'm going to kind of cut us here a little bit. I don't want to go super duper. We're, we're probably pushing down on two hours. Um, super tragic event. Am I, did anybody have anything they want to say? I don't want to cut it. If anybody had anything they really wanted to get in there, I don't want to cut them off. Everybody cool? Hockey still alive back there? <laughs> I'm still alive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible that, you know, this stuff has become kind of like old hat. I mean, we keep on hearing about these mass shootings and and, and people just taking it upon themselves to cause pain for for some unknown reason. And I, I just can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. No, it was darkness, man. Sometimes you can't wrap your head around insanity. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Uh, it's not, it's not, uh, sometimes it's not healthy to wrap your head around things like that. You know what I mean? You just kind of understand that it's being evil, unexplainable evil. And, uh, that's all it is. But, uh, we did want to give a little kind of, uh, I don't want to say shout out, you know what I mean? But I, we didn't want to give mention to the folks that passed away. Um, Roberta A. Drury age 32, Margus D. Morrison, age 52, Andre Macknell, 53, Aaron Salter, 
age 55. Geraldine Talley, age 62. Celestine Cheney, 65. Hayward Patterson, 67. Hayward's a great name. Catherine Massey, 72. Pearl Young, 77. It's another heavy name. I like that name. And Ruth Whitfield, age 86. You know, 10 lives that definitely didn't need to go, didn't need to be lost. You know what I mean? That very sad stuff, tragic. Wish I could say, I hope this isn't, this is, I hope this is the last of uh, something like this, but we all know, unfortunately, it will not be the last of something like this. But uh, I guess, you know, the only, always be on the lookout, I guess. Keep, unfortunately, you got to keep shit like this in the back of your head whenever you're out and about. Um, and I guess the only advice is really just to fucking have a plan in your head of what to do in a situation. I know it's bringing us all the way back to school, what to do when, when, when things happen. Uh, you know, like, but really, that's all you can really do to plan is kind of have a rough idea of, um, what you would do in that situation, try and know your environments when you're in them. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, unfortunately you got to worry about these crazy people. You got to keep an eye out for them. You know what I mean? It's like when you go drive in your car, you got to be careful from people drinking and driving and doing all types of crazy shit out there. Um, not just driving, but being, you know, issues in other ways, uh, much like this type of situation, uh, these people are out there, you know, unfortunately, but it's just one of those things we got to deal with. And uh, so, yeah, rest in peace to all those folks. And uh, we hope you all enjoyed the episode. It was good having all you guys with us today. It was a beautiful thing. And uh, we'll catch you all on the next episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. Deadly mass shooting in a grocery store in Buffalo. Investigators called the shooter a white supremacist who targeted black people. In the last 30 minutes, police announced the accused gunman visited Buffalo prior to the shooting in early March. After Saturday's shooting, police say he planned to keep killing at another location if he didn't get caught. 13 people were shot. 10 of them were killed. Most of the victims are black. The FBI is also looking at a manifesto allegedly written by the suspect. The 180-page document says the massacre was intended to terrorize all non-white and non-Christian people. The shooting sent shockwaves through communities across the country. It's, it's just crazy. Like, a lot of people's souls are lost. We as a people, and I want to let you know, we shall not be moved. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Most agree there will not be a single answer to solve sheer evil and hatred, but that families need to instill love, kindness, and faith beginning at home.